Hey, welcome back to A Question of Code. Thanks again for listening and tuning in. It really does mean the world to us. It's really wonderful to know that we're doing our best to to help people get on and transitioning into a career in programming. Um, Having a bit of a different kind of episode this week because we've had a lot of fantastic guests on recently and at the end of every episode with a guest, we ask them for their top three tips for people transitioning into a career in technology. And we've had some fascinating answers And there's actually been quite a few themes that have sort of tied all the answers together. So there's actually some things that have come up again and again. And I don't know about you, but when I'm learning something, sometimes, maybe, possibly, when someone tells me something just the once, doesn't always sink in. Um, Sometimes it takes several times to hear the same advice. No matter how good that advice is, I have to hear it again and again before it actually sort of sinks in and has an effect on me. And... Often, that kind of advice is the stuff that's most useful because it's the stuff that I'm more resistant to at first. So it's the bigger change to make that happen, to put that into action. Um, So we're going to look back at some of the fantastic answers that we've had from our guests in past shows and sort of tie them together thematically and see, see the common strands that run between them. The first theme that's come up again and again is the importance of having your own personal website and having something that you're working on day to day your own side project if you will um but uh your own project that you are directing yourself you're not having any um strange like outside influence influences you get to pick what you work on so you can decide how sort of deep you need to go in the different areas but the importance of having that is something that has been stressed time and time again um sometimes people get pretty pretty straight to the point with this i mean boris pashkeva who was one of our early guests he stressed the importance of having uh, your own project really early so straight away having something to get your teeth into aim to have a project or projects to work on immediately um it's good if you have a, a general set of ideas on what you'd like to build it doesn't have to be complex um it helps. And echoing Boris's point, Tom Sainsbury, the data scientist that we had on, he stressed the importance of not just having a project, but putting that towards your own portfolio, something that you have as demonstrable evidence of your skills that will actually really help you in your career, even like at the very start. The first thing that you want to do is start building a portfolio. So um, in, in data science, go to Kaggle, start working on some projects, put them into some Jupyter notebooks, Try and tell a story with them um, and put them onto GitHub so that people can see them or onto a blog. Blogs also work quite well. And blogging is something that came up quite a lot and we'll return to later. Um, But um, I think now it's probably worth tempering some of this advice. So a lot of people talk about side projects, but it's not like there's a danger with side projects that they can put too much pressure on you so it's another thing to worry about particularly when you've got a lot going on um so temper the uh, excitement about having a project with realistic expectations don't feel like that you um you really need to bust a gut to get the absolute final level of polish on this it's more important that you can build something and like get the experience of building it it's not so much about the finished product all the time And this isn't something I realized straight away. It wasn't until after talking to Kirsty Simmons on the show when she actually sort of highlighted that that can be a problem. And I've like, it was one of those instant moments where you think, oh, yeah, of course. In retrospect, it's easy to see the stress and the pressure that uh, a a monolithic side project can put on you. But it wasn't until someone else pointed it out that I realized, oh, yeah, actually, I don't need to take these quite so seriously. 
don't put yourself under the pressure of having a monolithic side project that you maintain and then tweet about at great length because it makes everyone nervous first of all um but it will make you nervous too um it's not everyone has a side project um it shouldn't be a requirement you are allowed to have evenings and weekends off it's okay to have little scratches of this and that completed tutorials or not on your github um let yourself do things in a small way um quickly mm-hmm. um let yourself play around as you know you're not always going to finish a, a painting as an artist and you don't always finish a program as a developer and that's fine realizing that that is fine is a hard thing to come to sometimes um and yeah Kirsty was bang on the money with that advice uh, particularly when you talk about the work-life balance and giving yourself a weekend but getting back to the the idea of actually building your own site and having a place on the internet that is yours is something that came up time and time again when uh, we had a chat with one of my web heroes chris coyer um we talked about it a lot in the episode and i recommend going back and listening to it that's one of one of the ones i'm most proud of um if only because i got to meet a hero of mine but also um yeah, when it came time for him to give his tips for developers, he was able to look back at the conversation we'd been having where we'd been talking about how maybe only 10% of developers that apply for jobs actually have a website of their own. Well, we can we can look back on our own episode here for this, right? We can say to to have a website. I know that you mentioned that that 10%, I just pulled that number out of nowhere. I was basing that on <laughs> like like let's say you post a job because you're hiring somebody, how many of those emails that you get from that job posting are people that clearly identify what their personal website is. And I bet that number is something like 10%, although that is absolutely pulled out of the air. So there you go. (laughs) But I'll tell you, when I'm hiring, it's almost a prerequisite. Like I would be really shocked at myself to hire somebody um, who just didn't have any online presence at all or I shouldn't say that. That would be re- extra weird to have no online presence at all. <laughs> Why how do you not have your own website? Just spin something up. Like, oh gosh, it just feels like how can you be that invested in the web and not feel like you should have some claim there? It just feels like, I don't know. It's like the kind of person I would want to hire. So that's that. There's a newcomer thing. Just get it. Plus, Plus, it will teach you some stuff. It'll teach you how to buy a domain name, how to deal with hosting. It'll like make sure that you've jumped those basic hurdles that you know, like the, these are the basic steps of how you get a website in place anyway. It's like proof of that. That's cool. And it gives you a real, some real stake in the game. So you can't say like, oh, I, you know, I can't practice web design. I don't have anything to work on. Nobody will hire me kind of thing. Like, well, you do. You have your personal website. So work on that, you know. And working on my own website, as Chris recommends, is something that I've kind of taken away from I was listening to Chris's show, uh, shoptalkshow.com. Um, it was almost uh, it was almost a little bit sad we didn't get Chris saying, just build websites as one of his three tips because that's something that they hammer home on, on the Shop Talk show. That's Chris and Dave's mantra on that program, which is great. Um, but moving away from the concept of like, the actual thing that you're building being a website for yourself, the, the concept of just building something, just getting your hands on the keyboard, making something happen, taking your knowledge, putting it to use. That was something that Vida Hiyoshi was very clear on in her second tip that she gave us at the end of her episode. The second tip that I have is to just build a lot of things. I think people often forget how useful the practical experience of trying to solve a problem and get something to work. Like people forget how useful and how um, how important of a experience that process is. And I talked earlier in the show about 
having a motivating factor for learning something or doing something. So when you're building something, you might not necessarily um, in a in a different scenario, you might not have like gone and learned that thing or figured out how to make something work. But because it is the obstacle in building something, now you're like, okay, I have to get it to work because this is the only way to build this thing. I have to learn CSS and how to center this div because I want to build a thing and there's no way of me like getting around it. And then you'll sort of push yourself to do things you wouldn't have otherwise. And I also just think it's like super helpful for getting a job or for showing what experience and what potential you have. Um, because you can always point to the things you've built and say, hey, look, I did this. Like, look, you, you can see what I'm capable of doing and you should hire me to do that and pay me. Yeah. And that's such great advice from Vidahi there, which ties into something a lot of the guests have said, which is build something, make it, try and make it your own website if you can, because you really should have a website, but build, put your knowledge to use. Um, and And on the same track as that, we're going to expand on the next. <laughs> and on the same track as that, and the next episode of A Question of Code, we're going to look at um, the power of getting things done. Because that's a lot, uh, like tying into actually building a project, a lot of our guests have repeatedly sort of hammered home the importance of, you know, starting making things happen yourself. Don't wait for any outside force to, to sort of nudge you in the right direction. Start building something yourself um, and start your journey yourself. Start making coding happen for you. Um, and we'll come to that next week. These are going to be slightly shorter because we're sort of looking at the... Um, these episodes aren't the normal format, so they are going to be a, a slightly shorter because we're kind of we're trying to distill the ideas that have been given to us. And sometimes... We can do them pretty pretty neatly. So this is going to be a nice little 10-minute 10, 10 episode. Um, next week, I think we might go a little longer, but we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, so tune in next week for another guest-filled melange of fantastic ideas from lots of other people. Um, thanks you once again for listening. We really do appreciate it. Uh, do like, subscribe, do all the things. Um, and you can find uh, find us at AQO Code on Twitter and aqoc.dev or questionofcode.com online to sort of suggest questions for yourself or future guests uh, just to leave us a message let us know how we've helped you on your journey because we've had a few people say um, that they've really enjoyed listening to the show and it's really kind of pointed them in the right direction and that is why we're doing this ed and i are both kind of passionate about trying to give other people the leg up that we got from other developers and members in the community try and pay some of that forward so thanks again and we'll see you next week